Paulie Malanaji here for Paulie TV. We're back again. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget. Giving you more pro uh, programming. What do we what do we call this? Programming. We call this content. We got we got more content for you. Today's guest. You know, I like to have some guests on once in a while. Although I do like to do my own talking, and I do talk a lot, as you know. I like to sometimes share the conversation with some good guests. Today, I got Shane Mosley Jr. What's up, Shane? What's How going you doing, on? brother? Thank you for having me on. All right. I appreciate it. Manager Mike Leonardi. What's going on, Mike? How's it going, brother? Good to All see right. you. All right. Good to see you guys, man. So good to, good to have you guys on the show. So first and foremost, are you, are you living in Vegas now or you're in California? I do live in Vegas. I live right. out here now. When did that happen? Recently? Or? Uh, about four years. Oh, four years. Four years now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to, to move out here and get closer to all the boxing that's yeah. out here. and. And uh, yeah, I and, find it's and good. Less taxes too, that helps, right? That helps. That <laughs> so, helps. That's why I went to Florida. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the right. Same reason, you know? Um, how do you like it out here besides that? The boxing gyms are, it, it's obviously more live with box, a lot more boxing, a lot more options to find work and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot, of, a lot more, um, you know, boxing. Sparring. Sparring. Mm -hmm. There's a, a lot of good stuff here. And then mm -hmm. obviously, it's the boxing capital of the world. A lot of fights are here. So we got a lot of work here. Mm -hmm. And you know what's good about, Vegas too. It doesn't rain that much, you know. You know, obviously we want rain for the crops and all that other stuff. But real, realistically, you know, when you're getting up in the morning, you see a sunny day every single day. <laughs> right, right, I don't right. know, man. It, it puts me in a better mood, you know. Yeah, like that's right. in Florida, we still have uh, sunny days and rainy days, you know. Yeah, but yeah. here, you, know, you wake up in the morning, even before you open the curtains, you know you're gonna see the sun out. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It, and this hot weather is good for making weight. So that's yeah, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it gets hot here, it gets hot. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does, man. So um, what um. Uh, with your career thus far, you know, tell us a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. You know, how did how did you wind up in boxing? Obviously, we know your father's history. Uh, one of the best fighters to ever lace on a pair of boxing gloves. Yeah. Um, how was it growing up seeing him? Um, and were you at first motivated to box? Did he push you into boxing? Did it did it did he inspire you to box, or was it a decision of your own watching him? Um, I always have these questions with the with the sons of, of fighters, um, and even Layla Ali's case, daughter of fighters, right? Um, yeah. Where it's like. Is where the motivation can come from a lot of different places that probably a, a regular person right. uh, may not may not find it from. Uh, what was it specifically for you? Uh, so for me, I was always around it. I, I was literally brought up in a stroller to like, you know, I can remember being at the boxing gyms, fights, all of that, like as young as I can remember. Uh, so I was always around it, always around, um, you know, great fighters. So you don't know life without boxing, essentially? I don't. I don't. Um, and then, you know, kind of growing up, I, I just thought, like, you know, this is what my dad does, and uh, it's not really my thing. You know, I, we go to the fights, but I got to see the glamorous parts of it, you know, all the, the fighters and having fun and training camps yeah. where, you know what I mean, like where it was just, like, fun. You know, you only got to see the, the glorious side of it. So I didn't really care much to, for it. Um, and then when I was around 14, 15, one of my buddies was just like, hey, man, you want to go to the boxing gym and spar? And he was boxing? Or? Yeah, he was, he was a boxer. Oh, okay. he, uh, he, he was an amateur boxer. And So uh, you had even friends that were boxers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, your yeah. dad was a boxer, your friends were boxers. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I, I just, like, uh, you know, uh, I was just around a lot of boxers. And so he's like, hey, man, you want to go to the boxing gym and, you know, spar? I was like, I don't really do, you know, I don't really do that, but especially just randomly sparring. You know, yeah. usually you spar when you learn to box first. Yeah. <laughs> so. But like, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll go down there with you. So we went to Azusa Boxing Club, um, 
it's funny enough, um, Zach Padilla was there. Oh, and he, yeah. He won a, a, yes, he won a world yeah. title, right? Yes, or, he did. He, he what beat, did he beat? He had thrown like a bunch of punches. He, he used to throw. He beat uh, uh, Mayweather. Uh, Roger Mayweather? Roger Mayweather, Roger. yeah. Yo, bro, he used to throw a million punches at him. Yeah, he had the record at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so randomly he's there. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll watch you guys spar, whatever the case is. You know, I'll, I'll ref it or whatever. See, that's crazy because crazy. in most gyms, you got to actually, like, to spar, you actually have to. They have to know that you know what you're doing. Well, you know? well the so, thing is, it, luckily, because my dad used to spar with Zach. Oh, so you already yeah. knew who you were. So he knew exactly who I was. How your dad doing? Yeah, yeah you want to spar? Yeah, because yeah, that could become a liability. Yeah, exactly. Somebody get hurt. You know? <laughs> so. Exactly. So like, you know, he's like, you know what? I'll watch you guys, and I'll, I'll, I'll ref it and make sure everything is is okay. So, mm. so. It, and why was your friend wanting to spar you that you weren't boxing? You know what well, I mean? Like, didn't he want to box guys that were boxing? No, I think he just wanted, he, like, you know, he's my he buddy. Didn't, did he have a lot of experience yet or no? Uh, he had about 10 fights. Oh, so he had some experience. Yeah, he had some experience. But I think he just wanted to, you know, like, just Spall. get in there with him. Yeah. yeah, he just, you know, he want to come down <laughs> and do it with me. Um, but anyway, so we get in there. We do about, I think I remember it was like four rounds. And... Um, I had a bloody nose, and I and was four rounds is a lot when you're oh, not used to pacing yourself, and bro, when you're not used to bro. You know, to knowing how to condition yourself for so, sparring. So after after sparring, I'm bloody, I'm tired, and I'm like, I got to do this again. Yeah, <laughs> I got to do this again. That's the bug, bro, <laughs> bro. And it's something about getting humbled, like uh, that that makes you, if you if it's in you. I need to get better. Yeah. I need to do this again. I, I don't even necessarily call it humbling. I, 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 it's humbling, but it's also, the, it's the reality check and humbling, but it's also, you find something within yourself. Of you course. You know what I mean? Like you're, you, you said you got to do, you want to do this again. Like you feel like this made me reach a certain point where I hadn't reached before that, yeah. you know, and I can come through it. Mm -hmm. I wonder how far I can, I can, I can press myself, you know, how, exactly. how, how far I can not impress press like being under duress and still be willing to do more you exactly. know like and you re and it's a character revealer people say oh boxing builds character i, I tell people boxing reveals character exactly. you know, that whatever's in you is in you it's it, it just you might not know it and it's interesting to discover it the boxing will discover it for you and sometimes you discover things that you really like absolutely and, and getting a bloody nose and most people are like man this ain't for me yeah but for me i was like this is great. <laughs> I need to do this again. And that's the thing. I remember um, when I first started boxing, there was like, you know, the kids from my neighborhood would want to come to the gym with me. Like, you know, they saw I was building up a little bit of reputation. I was a teenager when I started boxing as well, but I started building up a reputation. I wanted to get golden gloves. And I get like random like kids from the neighborhood, even kids I didn't know. They were like, yo, I want to come to the gym with you. I'm like, yeah, bro. You know, I I'm thinking like, Yo, these kids want to, you know, do yeah. something with, with me in, in, in the gym. And pretty soon, I'm going to have a bunch of kids from the neighborhood. And, we you know, we're going to be repping our neighborhood boxing, you know. I, we're going to go to Gleason's gym where it was like, you know, it's the best mm -hmm. gym for me that you could have learned at that time in New right. York. So I'm thinking, you know, they're going to they're gonna be like you, essentially. Like, you know, they're going to be like like the, the way I'm, I was thinking about it when I started sparring and, and getting humbled and, and wanting to come through that. Even some tough guys, bro. Even some kids that had a reputation for being neighborhood <laughs> tough guys, bro. Some of them didn't even get to sparring sessions. Some of them didn't even never reach that point. Some of them just didn't reach, didn't like getting humbled just on the heavy bag. It was, mm. it was so tiring and the, and the trainer pushing them. Some of them didn't even reach the sparring session. Yeah. And then some of them got the sparring session and none of them, none of them reached a, 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 a far enough level <laughs> where they even got to a fight. None of them, not, not a single one of them. So it, like you said, it's not for everybody when you discover this and you get the bug. But man, when you are one of those people, it's, it's stuck. It's, it's like a disease, bro. It's just stuck. So it for is. you, it was one of them. But for you, it was almost like 
you had no choice, bro. You were in, you you knew you were inherited that. Your father had that character trait, so he's gonna. You know you're gonna get it passed down to you. All you gotta do is just try it, and you know, you know he's gonna be one of those guys. You know because it's already in his blood, it's in his DNA. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's another thing. Also, being around great fighters, I was around, you know, countless fighters. Uh, Zach Padilla being one of them, mind Zach you. Zach Padilla was a good fighter. You know, Zach he may not have had the notoriety. Bird, mm -hmm. I mean. The list goes on of all the, the fighters that I had been around and and just everything. So to see that and, and see them in that intimate level where they would talk to my dad about certain things or about, you know, stuff and and that I could see like that championship mentality or the way that you look at things different than like a like a regular a lady would look, yeah. Yeah. look at. So I then it, it all kind of clicked for me when I get hit in the nose and I'm like, well, I got to get better. I got to do this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to start getting better and I'm going to start working on this and I'm going to start coming to the gym and well, your, your view of things changes. The way you view a fight, for me and I'm sure for you, and even now, even before we went, on, went over here, you were talking to us about you were watching a fight with your dad, one of his fights, and you mm -hmm. were reviewing it with him because now your view of a fight it's different than what it is pre-boxing. Pre-boxing, it's a fight. You appreciate it. You watch it. But once you start boxing, mm -hmm. you have a different view of things. Oh, man, you know what? I wonder what made him think to do that instead of that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Because now you can kind of think on your own as mm -hmm. well. You know, So your view, you'll never watch a fight the same way again once you're boxing. Right. You, you, I mean, it, it changes because it's like, why did you take that mindset? Or why did you do this? Or... Okay, or even within yourself. Exactly. You know, even within yourself. Yeah. You know, you look at something you did and be like, mm, I could have done this instead of this. You know the options. Mm. You know the options. You know, because you're learning how to view a fight and, and watch it on its own. So you spar this, you spar your friend. Whatever happened to your friend, by the way, did he end up continuing or did he? No, no, no. <laughs> he he kind of, uh, life got, you know, you know, life happens. No, because, you know, these people, they have, they play a part in, in, in your life, in your life decisions that, you know, sometimes they get forgotten. You're like, wow, so, you know, if I hadn't been, if you like for you, if you, if you hadn't been asked to go to the gym that day, who knows if you would have took that, exactly. that turn in your life, you know? Exactly. 100%. Like, uh, I mean, that plays a big part of my life. I mean, I mean, me and him aren't as close as we used to be. I mean, well, life happens. People like adults, I said, like, you know, you know he, he's got his life, his family, stuff like that. But, he plays a major part in, in, because, in my career, right? Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Um, and uh, but yeah, so he uh, he stopped he stopped boxing and stuff like that. But he, but you uh, came back to the gym. Yeah, you I came started. back to the gym. So and, was your first trainer Zach? Were you working with Zach at first? No. Uh, so my first trainer was actually my grandfather, which was training your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like obviously. Um, you know, like I, we would go down. Yeah, yeah. So the, Jack former was, trainer of the Jack, year, by the way. Jack, Jack, was, Jack was like, my man, if you're going to train, you're going to train with me. Where right. you going? No, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, of course. No. Right, right. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, Zach was kind of hit or miss. It was actually kind of random that he was there because, like, he would kind of come in whenever, you know, okay. like just, you know, just he had some guys that he would work with, but, like, nothing too serious. So, um, you know, obviously I asked my grandfather. He was like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he took me to you know, tournaments and all that stuff. And he was bringing me up, you know, in the amateur ranks. How many amateur fights did you end up having? 50. 50, okay. Yeah, so I had a, I had a good yeah. amount. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a key amount, especially in California, where, yeah. where the amateur system was, was very good. Yeah. I remember being in the amateurs, and if I drew a, a, an opponent from California, I knew I had my hands full. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. California was one of the regions you knew with 
when you were at the Nationals, coming from a, a person who was not from California, you knew that to get to the Nationals, they had to beat a lot of good fighters already. So if they mm -hmm. got to the Nationals representing California, that was a good fighter. Yeah. You know? So yeah. 50 amateur fights in California, it counts for a lot. It yeah, counts it for a, it yeah. counts for a good amount of experience. Yeah, Ohio's a good one too. Yeah, Cincinnati randomly. Yeah. Cincinnati yeah. would yeah. randomly. Texas. But until this until this recent generation with Braun or Rushy Warren and Al Robert Easter, I felt like Ohio was underachieving in the pros. Like they yeah. always had a monster amateur team. Yeah, and then in the yeah. pros, I'm like, Yo, why doesn't this city have more <laughs> champions at, at, right, in the right, pros? Right. You know, before that it was only like Aaron Pryor. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, yo, this city be making phenoms in the, in the amateurs. amateurs. And, and I'm like, yo, none of them pan out. How is that possible? You know, yeah. now this generation kind of broke that mold. But yeah. I'm telling you, prior to this generation, Cincinnati has been having great fighters that I don't know what happens to them when they turn pro. <laughs> but yeah, Cincinnati was another region. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 but yeah. so you had the 50 amateur fights. And how old were you when you turned pro? I was 20, 24. 24. And what was your... Uh, Obviously, your, your, your grandfather decided to train you. How did your, your dad take this? Because your dad was in the midst of his boxing career, right? At this yeah, point. so, like, obviously, that was kind of one of the things he was still focusing on, his boxing career. And he would help me every, every now and again and, and try to, you know, be there as much as possible, obviously. Uh, but, um, yeah, we just kind of worked it together. If, if my dad was, you know, there, he, mm -hmm. would, he would help me. He would, you know, be in my corner. If my grandfather mm -hmm. uh, was there, you know, he'd mm -hmm. be there. But... It just uh, they would take turns, you know, because my dad was also in fighting as well. So yeah, yeah, and put, put, I'm sure if your dad was in the corner, it, it raised a lot of eyebrows for people uh, give <laughs> you more right. attention. I would tell people, guys like you, it's it's a blessing and a curse. I told the Vargas it's the same thing because you're gonna probably get more notoriety earlier in your career than a regular prospect would. But because you get that notoriety because of who your name is, you're also more apt to criticism to receive criticism from people because automatically they're gonna view you in a certain from the viewpoint of Every, a person that gets a lot of attention. So right. even though maybe you're not at a point where you're ready for that attention yet mm -hmm. be because a, a normal prospect in your position is not getting that kind of attention until he earns it. Mm -hmm. Now you're automatically earning it by basis of your last name. But at the same time, you set yourself up for more criticism too because right. automatically you're, and you're, receive, yeah, you're, you're in the microscope. Yeah, you're the microscope and you're receiving that criticism maybe before you're ready to receive it, you know? So it's a blessing and a curse. I always tell people, I think you'd rather have it because, you know... Press is still press, and it's and and, and yeah. that's what eventually leads to uh, uh, bigger opportunities. But it's it, psychologically for a young man or a young individual, it's not that easy. Right? No, it, it definitely wasn't easy. And I think now that I'm, you know, I guess you could say a grown older, man. And yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm older, and I I can kind of deal with all those things, and 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 you know, kind of flush out all of the negative and take what I need. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm better at that, but I do actually like kind of the relationship I do have with my dad now mm -hmm. where he's not in my corner. He's not involved in the boxing mm -hmm. side of it, but he supports me if I need to he talk can be to a him. mentor. Exactly. He mm -hmm. can, he can, he can give me mindsets. He can, like I said, he was just, he was just here and uh, he just came down randomly. He was like, Hey man, I want to just show up and, you know, just support you. And, and, and it's been great, you know? So, I love yeah, that. For, for that, it's shame, it's your dad, and it's not Shane Mosley, the ex world champion, exactly. uh, pound for pound grade, and all exactly. those stuff. For you, it's just that's it, dad. It's, you know? it's my dad. It, it's his. It's his dad, but it's his dad who happens to have a next level boxing IQ. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and, but, but he can. But he can give him that 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? That that advice from a fatherly point of view, exactly, as, right. as opposed to from a, a you know somebody in my position who 
looks up to him and it's like sometimes you're just wild like oh this guy's giving me advice it's unbelievable you know like mm -hmm. for you it's like oh that's my dad you know he's being you know yeah. he's he's doing what my dad does you know mm -hmm. yeah so it's i feel like it's a makes it a little tighter right oh no absolutely it, it definitely makes it a lot better and and i i prefer it that way uh before when he was more involved in my career i think um just psychologically it was just a little bit harder to kind of deal with all of those things my dad at one point was my trainer. I lived with him. You know what I mean? Like everything. <laughs> right. We did everything together, right? And he was promoting shows. Yeah, he was promoting shows, yeah. and I was on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just, it was a lot. And, and also, too, like. It's hard to compartmentalize things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard. So now, like, I have, you know, I have him. I can call him whenever and, and, and just kind of have him on that dad side, which I prefer. And then I can get that, um, you know. Advice if advice you need. Advice if I need it. So. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, um, it's, you know, it, it, when it's compartmentalized the right way, it's sort of, you, you sort of can be man to man as well. You Ex know what I mean? Like, and exactly. That, and that he can is. view you as a grown man instead of, because I feel like sometimes the fathers, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes these fathers have success with their sons, you know, so, but sometimes I feel like when it's like that all the time, they never see their son as a grown man, you know? And then with you two, you guys can speak man to man. Exactly. And for, for you, that's still dad. And for him, that's still my son. But... It's uh, uh, it's also to grown man, you know. I, I I think I I I didn't realize that when I was a younger man. Now that you know I'm 31 years old, I I realized I needed him to see me as a man. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was when he was looking at me like, oh, this is little Shane. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even though I was a man, and you're his firstborn. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. So you're the one he's learning with. Exactly. You know, all that is that's the learning. You're the learning curve. Exactly. So you know I have that 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 you know, that, that kind of internal fight of like, I want my own thing. And everybody else is also saying, you know, that's a little Shane, you know. You know yeah, I mean? and, you kind of start and, to and, live in, in, under that perception. Exactly. Of public perception. And I need to take myself out of that in order to, to get a different perspective so that I can be my own man. Mm -hmm. Because if I continue to, to make, you know, live in that, I'm going to, I'm going to fall into that. Yeah. Fall, into, fall into the that pitfalls that, 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 yeah. that it can lead to. But if I separate myself and I go, you know what? I'm my own man. He's my, he's his own man. And I can make my own career good, bad, and different. It's mine. Yeah. Like it's not his, it's mine. Yep. And I'm going to make the best of this. And he's going to, he's going to respect and love that. And if I have that, I feel I can grow into myself. I think that's very important because, um, I think when you live and die by your own decisions, you can be at peace with anything that goes wrong. Exactly. When, whenever in my life, whenever, when I've had to live and die and things have gone wrong from, from the perspective of taking somebody else's advice that I, I may not have otherwise taken, had it, not, had it not been for that person giving me that advice, um, it's, hard to, it's, hard to, it's hard to live with, man. Yeah. It's hard to live with certain bad decisions that were made because you listen to somebody. Mm -hmm. But the advice, the, and we all make good and bad decisions. Of so course. even if we make our own decisions, sometimes they are bad, but I feel personally, and I guess you're getting to, this, you're, you're, you're getting to the same point where if you're make a bad decision but you made it you can own it and yeah. say okay i did that i, I, I did that yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a lot easier to swallow and overcome and it's like you know what i, sh I should have known better yeah, if i if, if i say oh i that happened because he let like i listened to him and, and yeah and now it's, and people um, will say oh well you don't have to listen yeah but you know what in that moment you're not really that experienced so you're right. just taking somebody else's experience and thinking that you know that might be best for you you know mm -hmm. and so it it, it 
when you're low, you're growing yourself, you think that all advice might be good advice, you know, <laughs> right. but it's not, it's not, even if it's well-intended, yeah. it's not right. I mean, what do they say? The, the road to hell is, is paved with good intentions. Right, 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 right. So, you know, the, the, a lot of the advice might be, might be intended well, but it just wasn't for you. You know, right. when you had, and when you have to learn the hard way, it's, 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 it's hard to swallow. It's a bitter yeah. pill to swallow, man. Yep. And, that, and that's, that's all about becoming a man. We're going to make our mistakes. We're going to make, you know, bad choices, but if we made them, we can then learn from them. Yep, and also uh, flip the flip the script and 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 become better from them. You know, you learn. That's right. That's you know? right. So you t you end up uh, having those fifty amateur fights. You you, you turn pro. Uh, where did you turn pro? What, what year did you turn pro? Uh, two thousand and fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. You remember your first pro fight? You remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody I, has so a good funny. pro debut experience. It, it's you know? so funny because I was so nervous, but when I look back at that fight, I'm like, I don't even know why I was nervous because this guy. That's me too. Yeah. Same I feel like you're like, I was, why am it, I scared for this guy? If people give you the right pro debut, it's just to get your feet wet. You right, know? Right, but, right. but in your mind, it's like, oh man, you know, right, it's right. like, this is it. You know, this is the one. You know? I, might, <laughs> I might get hurt bad. You know what I'm yeah. thinking? I'm like, looking back, I'm like, there's no way this guy was going yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same way with my pro debut. But you know, I feel like the whole experience, you make it bigger than what it is, but of course. you also kind of need to overcompensate because it's, it, mm -hmm. it's building, it will build into something bigger, of course, which is a professional boxing career. But how is it with um, wrapping your hands? Because you wrap your hands differently in the pros, yeah. right? The, yeah. And then the gloves are different. So yeah. that for me, that was like, oh man, you know, it's, it's on. Also, you know? too, like the no headgear. You <laughs> yeah, no, you go, no oh, headgear, man. no shirt. You yeah. know, you're like, oh man, what if I get hit? Like, yeah, like on the tip or <laughs> something like that. Well, how are you preparing mentally for it? I'll tell you, for me, I was telling myself, I've been in street fights. I've been hit with no headgear. Right, right. You know, like I, I'm, I'm just gonna be the same thing. You know. And yeah. what, what were you, what were you thinking? I was just thinking, man, I'm gonna knock this dude out. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just try to knock him out before he even hits me. <laughs> I'm just trying to knock him out first. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For me personally, uh, I had a first round knockout in my pro debut, and I, yeah. I felt, but it was worse because. Then my second pro fight was like my first pro fight again because right, right, right. I didn't get enough experience. <laughs> you know, your pro debut supposed to get your feet wet. I didn't get my feet wet in the first fight. So like the first round that I had for my second pro fight, I'm still like, <sighs> you know, I finally kind of settled in like right. towards the end of the second round of my second pro fight where I started, you know, I started like you know get into the things that I had been doing in the amateurs, you yeah. know. But for you, how was it? Did it end right away too in your pro debut? Yeah, first round. So, man. so it's not even an experience. Yeah, I no. tell people that's not a pro debut experience, man. When you start going rounds. Right. That is your pro debut experience. Because right. right, right, for right. me, it wasn't until that second pro fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> Once you go in a couple of rounds, you get you get hit with a couple of shots. Like, all right, all right, here we are. You know, we're, yeah. right, we're fighting. Now we're boxing. You know, yeah. I gotta do what I've been taught to do and what yeah, I've been yeah, trained yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. You know, so you take your emotions out of it. Yep. So, um, did you find when you were, uh, you know, especially early in your career, you have the the Mosley last name? Did you find that, uh, you know? that you were under that microscope, that you were being mentioned all the time alongside your father and you couldn't break from that, from that connection? Yeah, I think... Honestly, how was that? Was it frustrating or was it, or was it good? Or was it both? Sometimes it can be a little bit of both. No, I think definitely it was, it was a little bit of both. Um, but I found that it was more so when I got to the fights or like that fight week where people are like, oh, how's it feel to be in the shadows of your dad? And I'm like, I've never thought about this before because <laughs> yeah. it's not something And you that get I'm the, thinking. and finally we get the same question over yeah, and over, over again from everybody. Over and over everybody has like, the same question. Like, I answered this before, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why are we? And you know what's annoying? Sometimes they're all together asking you the question. So yeah. you're like, why are you asking me when he asked me that already? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, you heard him too. You got your answer already. You didn't record it? You know? <laughs> so. Exactly. So that's kind of the, the annoying part, but you know, you get over it, especially, you know, with experience and you keep on fighting, you keep on getting through it. Um, you, you then learn to kind of 
navigate those questions and kind of shut them down before they even yeah. start. Because I feel like sometimes they want to hear their own voice. Like, because this guy asked the question, he knows I, he asked the question. Why do you have to ask the question that. too? Because you want to just participate? Yeah. yeah, I feel like they just want to participate. Like, bro, you right. you need to record my answers. So if he asked it or you asked it, it doesn't matter. My answers are recorded and documented. Right. That's it. You know. But 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 of course, like like any conversation, you can navigate through it, mm -hmm. and you can you can kind of negate that. And, and I have learned. Uh, kind of skill to, to negate certain things. See, I wasn't and, that good at that. I would, and, and, just, and I would just, talk too and, much. Yeah, and then just, <laughs> just, just, just shut them down. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this fight, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, see, I wasn't that good at that, man. I would get pissed <laughs> off <laughs> and give too much, and talk too much and then get myself into hot water and yeah. all that stuff, man. When did you guys connect uh, on, on, on the so, business level? So uh, a little bit after the, uh, well, for one, like I've known uh, him for quite a bit uh, because of Badu Jack. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one time yeah. I sparred with Badu, mm -hmm. and uh, you know what I mean. Like I just came down there with my dad and this other guy that that they'd had, and um, it, it's actually it's a fun story. Yeah, it's, it's a more fun, fun story than you let on. So uh, his dad was training a cruiserweight named Demaro Twos, who's okay. from Chicago, also. Okay, really good dude. And, and you knew DMR because you're from Chicago. Yeah, I did. And Badu, if you remember, at one point was supposed to fight Chavez Jr. Mm -hmm. And he ended up getting hurt, pulling out of the fight. We ended up fighting Butte instead. Okay. But we were in camp. Mm -hmm. And DMR is like a small cruiserweight, kind of similar style. So mm -hmm. he was coming down, and Shane Sr. was training DMR. So they were driving down from Big Bear two, to three Vegas. times a week to Vegas for sparring. And How long is that ride, by the way? It's about three hours, three oh, hours, okay. something like that. And, you know, at, w at one point, I, I don't remember if another guy didn't show up or something like that. And Shane's like, well, I'll, I'll jump in for the last four. For with Badu? For Badu, yeah. Because he's smaller than Badu. I mean, Badu's a yeah. much bigger guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Badu's still, if Badu's fighting 68 at this time, but. You, know, you, know, you don't he, train at 68. No, yeah, no. He's still walking around at 185. Yeah. You, you know, so. And Shane jumped in and gave great work last four rounds mm -hmm. and it was kind of like hey why don't you guys both come next time yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? that was it you're, yeah. you're on the hook now yeah, right yeah. right you know and he wanted the work to his you know to his credit and and you saw him in, improving even session to session mm -hmm. and then you know unfortunately chavez got hurt we end up fighting the southpaw so we need a whole new set of sparring partners yeah. you know as but, does happen in boxing at yeah, time, right? yeah yeah exactly but you know that was kind of the first time we met in mm -hmm. And that was. Uh, and when did you guys end up connecting on a business level? After the contender. After, after the, contender. the contender, yeah. And that's what I was going to get to next. You know, so you have your career. You know, um, uh, prior to contender, uh, what was your, um, you would say, uh, marquee moment? Where or did you, and why did you end up feeling like contender was the was the was something that was uh, something that you wanted to do? Um, well, it kind of just came about because I was, um, you know, a struggling boxer and. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> in uh, L.A., I was training with uh, Eric Eric Brown, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, Eric, I had Eric for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah no, I know, I know. Uh, so I was training with Eric Brown. He's my, my my head coach for a while, and um, you know, I was just kind of just trying to make a way. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. trying to make noise any way I could. And did they know? approach you, or did you approach them? Yeah, or so how, how did that happen? So I have a contender story too, but I want to let yours go because you actually did contender. Yeah, so actually, like, so I ended up. Um, 
like because I was, you know, like I said, a struggling boxer, I was, you know, training over a wild card. And then, you know, obviously, what do you do if, if, if you're a struggling boxer? You teach boxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's usually that's a good point. That's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah, well, everybody wants to, to learn from a exactly. boxer. Yeah. But what I know how to do? Box. So what I'm going to teach? Boxing, <laughs> right? I mean, it's pretty. Was so, it wild card or were you training? Uh, so I was actually training over at Wild Card West. I was, I was teaching. Oh, yeah. I remember West. they had the wild card and West. So and yeah. they, so they had a lot of like producers and yeah, a lot like of white collar people. Exactly, heard, yeah. going over there to, to Wildcard West because you know it's over in Santa Monica. And the Mosley name probably gets you some good clients because nonetheless, you Absolutely. still have the Mosley name. Yeah. Absolutely. So I ended up you know training with this one guy, and he happened to be one of the producers on the show. Boom. Boom. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, if if we just say, for instance, you know, brought back the contender series." So did they bring it back with you in mind? Yeah. Oh, yo, so, that's dope. That's so, even because, so yeah, because it was gone and they brought it back. Yeah, so you know? Like, hey, you know, uh, what, what, you know, what do you think about bringing the Contender Series back? That'd be incredible. Yeah. Like, yes, do it. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, what weight do you think? And I was like, well. <laughs> My weight. Middle, middleweight. <laughs> middleweight, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I was like, middleweight, of course. You know, I mean, like, I think Canelo was just and also, middleweight is one of the original eight. So yeah. exactly, yeah. and and that was one of the you know uh, you know I think Canelo was middleweight at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Danny Jacobs. You know, there's a lot of heat there. Mm -hmm. So why not build something around mm -hmm. that, and yep. we can get you know Steal while the iron's hot. Yep. Exactly, get get one of these guys to fight maybe one of those guys, mm -hmm. right? And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, the winner so, can get a shot at a big a, fight. Exactly. Yep. And so, with that being said, um, we you know they. Moving forward, maybe I want to say three months later or something like that, he was like, hey, you know, so uh, we're actually going through with that and it's going to be at your weight. Wow. What do you think about it? But now, now you've given that commitment. Yeah. You kind of got to do it now. I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine he's like, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, bro, we, we went through all this because you told me. <laughs> and so we, they ended up doing it. They brought it all back and um, we, we ended up, uh, you know, uh, going along. And I had those doubts. I'm like, because... What happens is with a contender series, right? Uh, because we film and then you have all of that, the, you have to go through the whole process of those weeks. You, you can't, can't fight. fight. Yep. Right? Yep. And I was so, gonna ask you about that. So, yep. realistically speaking, you get tied down for about a year. A year. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's a year, like, like if I lose early. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you yeah. know, I am stuck. Stuck. Yeah. Not fighting. Yeah, so it it, it it was hard. I was thinking, man, I don't I don't know. It's pros and cons. You got to consider exactly. And I'm I'm nervous, and I'm like I'm ten and two at the time. My God, I had been robbed over in Australia, uh, and I'm like I don't know if I want to do that. I, I'm, I'm I'm you know, and because a robbery could happen on the show too. Absolutely. Sure. And so literally the day before we started to go into like the. I guess you call it like uh you know like Tryouts. holding holding or whatever like oh, that. Yeah, holding, yeah, yeah, I already did. holding pen like yeah. jail. Yeah, yeah I, I already did. I already did the tryouts and everything. Okay. And I still was like ah, like you know what I mean. I did the sparring sessions. I talked to everybody. Mm -hmm. I'd already done it. I'm still like oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then the like literally the day before we went in to like the hotel where they they they, they like you know we don't can't have our phones none of that. Um, they uh, they were just like I was just like you know what. I'm, I, I'm gonna let God. I'm gonna put it in God's hands. Yeah, because you gotta. You either gotta be in or out. Exactly. You can't be in that middle role. Or your um, mind will just drive you crazy. Exactly. I put it in God's hands. I'm going. Let's go. Boom. And uh, 
Yeah, that experience turned out good, man. I mean, you got to the finals. Yeah, you, you, so you didn't have to worry about losing early. Yeah, <laughs> so no, you went, yeah, yeah. So you went through the whole tournament. Go yeah, ahead. It was great, man. So um, I got lucky because everybody underestimated me. There was only one person. Uh, I can't think of his name. Who was the other um, uh, from East Coast? He was one of the the, the matchmaker, not matchmakers, but he was one of the guys that got the fights. Cause Sam. Sam got we got one of the guys, and there was another guy. Uh, I think he he works for Triller now. Um, oh, Eric Botcher. Botcher. Okay. okay. Oh, he goes way back. He was with yeah. Don King back then. Oh yeah. 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 So I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Eric Botcher or, or, or Eric Botcher or somebody else, like in that in that same like like region. But they he was getting the guys from the East Coast, and then Sam, uh, one of the managers over. Sam Kavatsky. Uh, Sam Kravatsky, he got the guys from the, the West Coast. Oh, I know Sam so, too. Yeah. So, so we, we, you know, they got, you know, both of those, you know, they had guys from the West Coast and guys from the East Coast. And so, we, uh, the guy, that guy the, from the, the East Coast was like, Shane has a shot. He was the hmm. only guy hmm. out of all of them. Even the guy who, 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 you know, you. had me and picked me and had me in mind. Nobody thought that I, I could. I, nobody thought that I could get to the finals. Mm-hmm. They were just. They just wanted you for the name recognition to bring Absolutely. some name yeah. recognition to of the course. tournament, mm-hmm. right? They, of course. They, they brought. Uh, um, what's the other uh, son? Uh, John. Uh, oh, John Jackson. John Jackson. They yeah. brought John Jackson. Yeah, on. yeah. So they brought. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys that they had brought on to. You know, obviously get get that kind of recognition as well, and so they they underestimated me. I think. And they underestimated my heart and and and, and you know, my work ethic and, and my belief in myself. Mm-hmm. So that was to my benefit. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God, you guys, you mm-hmm. guys underestimated me because I, I, I caught you guys slipping. And how was it? Uh, how was it just being there for that for the duration of that time? Mm-hmm. How, I mean, is there obviously there's rivalries there because those are your you know you're you're competing against those guys. But how 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 long did you have to stay uh, in holding, so to speak? Um. Well, I mean, basically. We're there, what is it, like eight weeks? Is it like a property? Was it? Yeah, so well, so we, we stayed at hotels and then uh, like kind of like uh, they make, they do like a whole bunch of evaluations, mental evaluations. They do like all kind of stuff. Mental evaluations. Oh, <laughs> all boxes are a little bit crazy. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. But, but they, they do this for, apparently they do it for a lot of like reality TV shows. Ah. Like uh, just to make sure like these people are, are stable enough to, to handle live tv or not live but well, yeah, being on tv every single on week TV yeah and kind of all the stuff that goes mm-hmm. along with that uh they they do kind of like mental evaluation they do just a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like you know obviously boxing stuff so they uh they did all of that we were there and for that's while. when you weren't holding yeah how did they end up choosing you how, how, what's the process to be chosen uh because I, I think it changed from the first season to to to, the, to by the end right what did you guys have to spar yeah uh, so would they did, did you have to? Did they have to? Uh, did they bring you in? Or does can anybody just show up? No, they brought us in. They they kind of had the guys that they they had in mind already, and also a big proponent of that was were you close enough to your weight to fight? Yeah, because course. we're fighting, we're holding and right we're, now, and then uh, with two weeks we're yeah. going to be fighting. Yeah, right. That's true. So you got to yeah. fight in two weeks, See? so you got to be fight ready. Yeah, so that, that's where the weeks. if you're not, if you're always ready, you can't. You don't have to get ready, exactly. right? Exactly. Shane and I both know somebody that went to the hotel and was way overweight. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he didn't have to get ready. He, he, right. did, he didn't get. He, and he didn't wasn't get, on the. He wasn't on the show. And <laughs> he could have been really good on the show. Yeah, if, yeah he could have been. And, and, and maybe but, it's better for you though, right? No, <laughs> absolutely, no, one hundred percent. But it's like, like as a fighter. 
like you said, like you gotta always be yeah, ready. You gotta always be like somewhat ready. You see, that's a that's and that's one of the things that I, people always say. Like, uh, you know, uh, sometimes people say, "Oh, you're lucky, you're lucky," but you still have to be in a position to be ready to take in that luck. Luck, I feel like it finds people that stay always are always prepared. You know, mm -hmm. so you're in that position. 100%. You know, 100%. you gotta get lucky enough to get chosen. You gotta get lucky enough to to be in a certain position in your uh, in your life or or or, or whatever in life, but. But you still have to ha be able to be prepared to ha receive that luck. Mm -hmm. See, like so, so that person, you know, could have got lucky, but he didn't yeah, get lucky, yeah. right? So, so it's luck still finds those deserving of it in, in a lot of ways. I feel. Yeah. So you have you have that, and then uh, post contender, obviously now you come out of it with uh, a lot a lot of accolades, and you guys wind up connecting. Yeah, he Shane did one show or, or one fight on a on a small show in Kansas City, a title title boxing sponsored show and coincidentally i have another middleweight who is also on the contender mm -hmm. um Quatavius cash okay so both shane and cash were on the on that same card and and i think we talked a little bit out there or as soon as we got mm -hmm. back that sort mm -hmm. of thing um ended up you know agreeing to work together mm -hmm. and then we did the did the deal with golden boy and mm -hmm. you know and here you we are. are. Yeah. Good, good. So yeah. things, things on the up and up. Before we get to your next fight, my contender story is going to be a little quicker. I went for the tryout on the first season. And the first season, they wound up going to 156 pounds, a random weight. But at that time, they were going to every single city and taking random tryouts. It was like, um, yeah. it was 2004. And they were doing uh, sort of like uh, American Idol. Where you just mm. got, and you know, like, I, I always felt like they should have saved some of the videos and had an outtakes video. <laughs> had an outtakes episode. <laughs> because there was random people that showed up Never boxed all these before. Episodes. Never boxed before, bro. Everybody, everybody was allowed to show up. They learned from this because yeah. the second season, you had to have a boxing license to, to show up for the trial. But mm. the first season, bro, it was wild. I showed up to this thing. I remember it was in Manhattan at a, a Church Street gym in Manhattan. Mm. And I showed up, and I was already training for a showbox fight. It was the only showbox fight I did. It was uh, with uh, uh, Ramiro Cano. It was in uh, 2004. It was a good performance. I, was, I fought a southpaw. But anyway, so I was training. I was already in camp for a southpaw. And I show up, and there's like a bunch of people there bro a bunch of people there and you know there's some boxing people I remember there was one guy from the cronk gym there and all this other stuff and they made everybody box bro and i'm telling you there you needed an outtakes episode bro i can't believe if they have these videos you must you gotta ask you guys to have these videos somewhere bro the people that were randomly sparring was wild wild <laughs> they made me and then they made you spar based on like your experience and your weight and whatnot so they put me and frankie figueroa together figueroa was a pretty good new york fighter yeah. you know and he was a southpaw so luckily i was training in camp for a southpaw so we went at it we lit up the room bro they actually picked us both because you did a sparring and then you go into the next room for an interview if you yeah. get picked for sparring they picked us both the sparring session was so good but i felt like based on what i had seen Everybody in the room, 90% of the room should have just picked up their bags and left after that, seeing what we, the way we just sparred. Sure. Because it, most of the guys were completely useless. Yeah. And I went with my best friend, Peter, and another friend of mine. And I came back from the interview. Um, and my best friend, Peter, was like, hold on, I got to watch this guy spar. You know, I, 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 I ended up helping him wrap his hands. And these guys, like, throw a couple punches, like 10 seconds. Like, they throw a bunch of punches, like, wild. And the, 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 the guy from Croc Gym is like, yo, stop. And they were like. All right, we're good. Get out. You know, <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks." That's what do you want to see this guy for? He's like, "No, oh, I wrapped his hands." I'm like, "He wrapped his hands." He asked me, "He wrapped his hands." He asked me, "Like, do you know how to do this?" 
I'm like, yes, you've know how to do this. And he's like, yeah. And then I, while well, I'm wrapping his hands, I'm like, so you boxed before? He goes, nah. He goes, I got into a fight with a fireman and I beat him up. So my family, my friends and family told me, you know, I should come here and and try this out. I'm like, wow, bro. It's like, yo, do you have it? Was just all. Can you? And they went to a bunch of cities. Can you imagine the outtakes That's, they must have? You gotta ask this guy why would they not? They could have a whole episode just on the outtakes. Seriously. American wow. Idol used to do it. Yeah. You know, can it you, was just, it was wild, bro. Could you wild. imagine the lawsuits? Off of something like that. Now, yeah, now, now yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, right. but honestly, I, I guess if they were that bad, they they would they would stop it like after like ten seconds. But some guys were just going at it. You got guys like turn around, turn completely, completely around, <laughs> and then fighting again. Like I was like, oh my goodness, how did you show up thinking you were gonna do this, bro? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was crazy. So then after that, the second season, I remember they were tr they try it out again, um, and and they they did it with no sparring and they did it you had to just have a boxing license and i guess they based they did it based on personalities i never ended up doing it. even the first season they tried to get me they wanted me to go up and go up at the weight but were you at 47 or 40 i was at i fight at 140 at that time but okay. they did it at 156 you know yeah. and it was a little too heavy there were some guys that ended up doing it. i mean it was probably great exposure because it was on nbc the first season yeah. like the regular nbc not like the cable nbc you well, know look at look at sergio mora yeah sergio I won mean, it he won and he's, two guys yeah. from that contender ended up winning world titles Ishe, Yep. And uh, Sergio. And at the time, I was a prospect. What about uh, K9? Kanan was he? On he was season no, he was in two. season two. Oh, okay. He was in season two. Yeah, but the uh, the first one was uh, Ishe and Sergio uh, and two guys fought for world titles and didn't win them. Uh, Alfonso Gomez and Peter Manfredo. Yep. You know, yep. so so you ended up having a, a pretty good cast of characters. And I was a prospect at the time. Oh, four, I was still a prospect. So it was basically my generation. I knew all those guys. You know, so they, they, we were all coming up together. So for me, it was cool to watch the show. It was cool. I, I kind of wished I was on it. It had picked yeah. my way because I was like, this would have been so cool. You know, um, and uh, I remember. But like when they interviewed me, I was such a character. Like you know, yeah, they yeah. they loved me, man. Oh, they were sure. trying to convince me so bad. They were trying to call my promoter. Like <laughs> they were trying to convince me so bad, man. Uh, years later, I I I met with a, the girl that was interviewing the people in the in the for the personalities. Yeah. You know, her name was uh, Michelle. I don't know if she still ended up working then. Right. And um, I met, I lived in L.A. Years years later, like we just caught up for like uh, uh we went to uh, Roscoe's for okay, uh, just yeah. caught up for a meal. You know, it's right. tall, I hadn't seen her in a while, and she was like, all these years, you know, people sometimes still ask me like, you know, because she does the talent scouting for a lot of reality shows, yeah. like personality wise. She's like, all these years, people ask me, you know, what what is that? You know, how do you pick that person? She's like, you know, you have that it factor. She's like, and people ask me, what is that it factor? She's like, I can't tell them. It's like I don't know what it is you know you just kind of know when somebody has it or not yeah. she's like you know you just say you, you just kind of know you know the way they they're everything there's something about them you know and i was like that's crazy man i mean i'm sure you got a lot of characters in, in boxing that you've sure. gone through she goes yeah she goes i had i had my share of characters in all the seasons of, of the contender she goes but honestly only two people that really really stuck out to me the most two people it stuck out to me more than anybody else in all the seasons i i i, I interviewed she goes you were one of them and she goes i said who was the other guy she goes alan green Mm. I was like, wow, interesting. And then I thought to myself, what did boxing do with me and Alan Green? And I was like, <laughs> dumbass business that it is. I'm like, man, if she's saying like this, right. these are the people. Like, even Alan Green, I felt like boxing only made him like an opponent. Like right. he was yeah. a real personality and he could fight if you if you match them right instead of just making them yeah, an opponent, you, you know? So you got to still know what you're doing. And boxing a lot of times shoots itself in the foot with that as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into... What do you got coming up now, man? You know, you got coming off this momentum and all this other stuff. What, uh, what can we talk about your next fight? Can we, can we, I, I don't know if yeah, it's been let's announced. Talk about it. It hasn't, let's discuss it. Hasn't, it. Hasn't, and it, we're know. not going to mess it up if we announce it or no, talk about no. it. All right. All when, right. When, when does this go live? Uh, I don't know. We kind of, when, when does this, uh, when, when do we actually put this out? Clint, when, when do we put this out? Uh, this episode? Yeah. Particular? 
Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Oh, two yeah, weeks. yeah. yeah. We'll be good. All right, we'll be good. All right, let's put it out there. What, what do we got going on over here? All right, so... Uh, April 9th, I'll be fighting Gabriel Rosado. Gabe Rosado. Yeah. Uh, makes, makes sense. Golden Boy, a card, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. With Golden Boy. And Rosado coming off of a solid, you know, exciting performance in Munguia. He came yeah. up short, but, you know, it's a fight where he, he's, a, he's a real TV fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, felt, I feel like you're always in good fights, too. Yes. So, you know, this is the kind of matchup that I think people are going to want to watch either way. I think so. What, um, what are your thoughts on Rosado as a fighter? Uh, um, you know, how, how's camp going? All this other stuff. You know, oh, all, the, all that normal stuff that everybody else yeah, says. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so camp is going great, man. Uh, I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Um, I'm actually excited for this opportunity. Like I I think that it's just a great fight and and a great person to fight and learn from it and just and just be in there with. Right. I mean, he's been in the ring with everybody, and for me to be able to get that experience from him and to learn, no matter what happens, right, I get I get to be better because of this fight. Yeah, and Rosado was the kind of guy, you know, people always underestimated him, and he's kind of made his career, and, oh, and, and he's been around, and he, I, again, I feel like he's not never in a bad TV fight, no, and you're never in a bad fight. Every yeah. time fight I've seen of you has always been a, a fun to thank watch, you, so I feel like this is uh, the kind of fight you want on your on, on, on a show. April 9th, and what, what card is that? That's the uh, Ryan Garcia. I can't remember the guy he's fighting, but... Okay. Uh, Tago. Tago. Oh, Tago. Manuel yeah. Tago. You yeah, know what's man. funny about Manuel Tago? I used to talk to uh, Asamoah Gyan on okay. Twitter. Asamoah Gyan, I'm a big soccer fan. So Asamoah Gyan is a, a, a was a major star uh, on the Ghanaian national team, mm -hmm. and he also played on some major European teams uh, for his yeah. club team. You know, the World Cup is kind of like uh, the Olympics. You know, you play for if you're good enough on the NBA, then you, the, the dream team will pick you up. You know, kind of like that. You know, so Asamoah Gyan used to play his league games in Europe, and he, and then for the national team, he was Ghanaian. And I saw I used to talk to him on Twitter, and he was telling me he was, he was managing Tago at the time. No he was years ago. Years. He's a big boxing fan. He was manager talk. I don't know if he still does, but it's interesting that you brought him up yeah. and he's fighting Ryan Garcia. So we look forward to that show, man. Oh, that should yeah. be That's good stuff, be man, because I think Garcia and Tago could be interesting. Where Everybody's yeah. always curious about Ryan Garcia. This fight with Rosado, bomb burner written all over it, bro. So yeah. we, everybody out there definitely got to tune in for this one. Every, yeah. Listen, I, if you're watching my show on Poli TV, you know you're a boxing fan, so you already know Rosado's exciting TV, Shane Mosley Jr.'s exciting TV, so you match it up together, I think it makes for a, a, a splendid TV fight and, uh, Look forward to checking it out, yeah, and man. and we don't we don't want to ask you what's after that because we want you to focus on this Absolutely. one. I'm not going to be like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> asking too many questions, but we just know that we, we're happy to have you on the show, Thank man. You, Great, thanks for taking the time to be on Poli TV today, and uh, wishing you the best of luck against Rosado. Thank you, hey guys. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the guests. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Tune in next time on Poli TV. Like. Comment, subscribe, let us know any guests maybe you want us to have. Let us know what your thoughts on the conversation today was. And uh, like I said, like, cam like, comment, subscribe, and let us know what you feel. Just be nice. All right? I know some of these comments, <laughs> so sometimes they get a little negative. Be nice once in a while. All right, we'll see you next time on Poly TV.